hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Mike the Gardener Gardening Podcast, sponsored by those lovely people at Natural Grower, who supply plant-based products for both organic and chemical-free gardening and your houseplants. Crammed with certified organic growing power, if you're looking for amazing results with all of your fruit and vegetables, your flower beds, your lawns and houseplants, then Natural Growers award-winning certified organic peat-free compost and fertiliser knock the socks off chemical products. All products are certified organic, 100% chemical-free and 100% peat-free. And those lovely people at Natural Grower have given me an exclusive 10% discount off all products for my listeners. Just pop Mike 10, M-I-C, the number 10, in the apply coupon field when you check out. In this week's episode of the Mike the Gardener Gardening podcast, I chat to Alec White, the owner of Primrose Hall Peonies, and he has just published a brand new book, My Love Affair with Peonies, which documents Alec's own love affair with these beautiful plants. Illustrated throughout with a fantastic collection of stunning photographs and it contains all of the information you could ever need to know to grow peonies. Now, Alec very kindly agreed to come and chat with us today to give us all some top tips on how to get the very best peonies. Not too surprisingly, We cover quite a lot of ground, including different types of peonies, how to plant them, where to plant them, how deep to plant them, which seems to be the one thing that can throw some gardeners. Pruning, pests and diseases, we cover everything. So it's another episode where you really do need to go and get yourselves a pen and paper because no stone is left unturned. I started our chat by asking Alec, Who got him into gardening in the first place? Yes, I think like lots of uh, lots of people, it was my grandparents got me into gardening when I was a a young boy, and uh, I spent many a happy hour in the garden. My granddad used to grow chrysanthemums uh, for exhibition, and so I spent a long time in the garden with him, uh, curling the petals and, and shaping the flowers, pinching them out, putting bags over the top of the blooms as well. So I found that quite fascinating as a small boy uh, and then moved on to vegetables, which are, you know, always a good place to, to be. Um, yeah. And uh, and that's really where my love of gardening came from. And I guess when I was 11 or 12, uh, I got a part-time job in a local garden centre in a nursery, growing hanging baskets, watering them, making an absolute mess. <laughs> and, um, but that's really where it became kind of, embedded and locked in on me um and then when the opportunity came up about 20 years ago to buy the nursery that's that's what we did and it's been uh, peonies and alstroemeria from that point onwards really so the nursery we're talking about is primrose hall peonies tell us about primrose hall and give us a potted history well primrose hall is is based in bedfordshire it's we're on an eight acre slightly sloping site um we've got um a bit of clay in the soil which actually is pretty decent for peonies actually uh, it's free draining, which is essential, um, and it's you know, beautiful. Um, we grow over 450 different cultivars now. We've got about 60,000 plants in commercial production on oh. the peony side. On the Astromeria side, um, we recently acquired a few years ago the Parago brand, and Parago were the first company in the world, really, to bring cut flower Astromeria to market. And they've been breeding Astromerias for a long time, uh, going back to the 1940s, early 1950s. So we were delighted to take that on. So we we still continue that uh, today, and we are breeding new varieties of Alstroemeria, and we've probably got about thirty five thousand um, plants in production there, with a range of about two hundred um, cultivars. Um, but those are our specialisms. That's what we do. Alstroemerias, of course, are great because they flower from May through till September. Yeah. Peonies, on the other hand, maybe not quite so long, um, but they're, they're good complementary plants, I think. Well, I can already feel a, another episode of a podcast coming along, so we can talk about Alstomerias at some point in the future. It's a fantastic story, to be fair. The, 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 the Parago story itself goes back to before the war, and it really is very interesting. Right, well, OK, so that's second podcast we'll need to arrange when we've finished chatting about peonies. Now, am I right in saying, are you entirely self-taught? 
That's correct. Yes, I've got no uh, formal horticultural uh, training or qualifications. Wow. Um, I don't think it's necessary, really. Well, clearly not. You're you're running your own very successful nursery. I think the key thing for anyone in gardening is, is passion for the outdoors, a bit of hard work, and observation. And I think observation is one of the key skills, really, in commercial growing, being able to take an overview of what's going on in the nursery and try and understand why certain plants aren't performing as they should or mm. why other plants are performing particularly well. And on our field, the bottom section obviously gets a little bit wetter. Things are always a little bit slower to perform there. There's a corner at the back that's got a little bit of shade from some trees. And again, the flowering is slightly different there. So it's just trying to understand what you need to do. But uh, I've, I've found observation is, is key. Yeah, uh, it's those fundamentals, just observing your own garden, knowing the soil, knowing where the sun, where the shade is, and those little clues that can tell us maybe why a plant is doing well or conversely not doing so well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people have contacted me. They want to know about growing peonies. So let's get some of the technicalities out of the way first. Genus, am I right in saying peonier? Correct. And species, how many species are there within Pioneer? That's an interesting question you pose. <laughs> um, there is some debate. It's around about 32. Um, and there is some debate. Some some people say uh, 30. There's a few people that are saying around about 34, 35. Yeah, I had 35 written down. So from yeah, some of my research. It, it does depend. And there's been a lot of uh, work in recent years on the DNA and the genetics to try and understand exactly what's going on. There has been a bit of misclassification in the past, I think. Um, but essentially, we're talking about a few species from Northern California. Um, we've got uh, species in the Caucasus, the Mediterranean, the Himalayas, um, and then through to, to China. Um, so they're quite broadly spread, um, mm. widely spread around the world, mostly in temperate zones, um, mostly Northern Hemisphere. Um, they will grow in Southern Hemisphere um, locations, but they do need a very cold winter. They do okay. need that cold spell in the winter. So I would say around about 15, 16 weeks at uh, probably 12 degrees or lower, just to make sure you get a good bud development for the following year. So does that mean, given the winter that we've just had, that we should have some floriferous peonies this season? Well, it certainly won't do them any harm. And I think it will, if you're looking in the garden right now, you should be seeing big, fat, bright pink, jewel-shaped buds poking through the earth. And that's a very exciting thing for all gardeners, I think. Yeah, it is. I think the that's the one thing about peonies. I grow peonies as well. And seeing that bright red burst out of that cold, wet soil is just it's I mean, we talk about snowdrops being the harbinger of spring. But I think then when we see the peony buds coming through, that really is a heartwarming sight. For me, it's more exciting than the blooms, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it, it really does break the winter and it's very exciting, very exciting to see. And of course, they they grow so quickly. So from this point now, yeah. Where are we? We're towards the middle, late March. Yeah. Really, by the end of April, those tiny little buds that are just poking through will be, in some cases, three, four feet tall and pretty much at full height for the season. Their rate of growth is phenomenal. And I just I find that astonishing. Yeah, they don't hang around, do they? Say so once they push through, all of a sudden they're there. Now, let's clear something up for everybody. There are different types of peonies. Can we just go through what the different types of peonies are? We certainly can. So you've got three main groups, if you yeah. like. Uh, we have herbaceous peonies, which most people will be familiar with, your Sarah Bernhardt or your Officinalis planer, which is the old-fashioned cottage garden one that Granny had, you know, the red one, doesn't get very tall, um, but is pretty indestructible. And by the way, that one will live quite comfortably for about 100 years or more. So they are long-lived. Wow. So this will be your lactifloras, am I right in saying? Or it includes the lactifloras? It will include the lactifloras, yes. Yeah. It will include the lactifloras in the herbaceous group. You've then got your often called tree peonies, but they're really just woody peonies. Mm. Um, they can get tall. Uh, people will, will recognise them as being six or seven feet tall in cases. Um, and they have a woody stem uh, and don't die down completely in the winter. So you will have this framework through the winter. 
We talked about um, the herbaceous peonies and you mentioned Sarah Bernhardt and I wondered with the woody peonies, are there any particular favourites within that group? Well, tree peonies, um, woody peonies are a little bit more tricky to get hold of. So getting named varieties is always a challenge in the UK. Lots of garden centres sell really only generics, the fruticosa, which are the, the, the Japanese ones. Yeah. Um, now they're pretty good. The Japanese uh, sofruticosa uh, cultivars are generally more compact. They generally only get to about four feet tall. They are quite floriferous and quite reliable. But in terms of named varieties, they are hard to come by. There are lots of them out there. Uh, and I definitely encourage people to look for the Lutea hybrids as well. Now there's some really exciting work being done on woody peonies and breeding at the moment. Uh, we've got lots of new varieties and uh, cultivars on the nursery at the moment and in the next few years we'll be hopefully bringing those to market um okay so there's lots and lots but the the thing with the woody peonies um with named varieties at least is that they are a bit pricey okay they, they are a bit pricey still so some of the lutea the woody hybrids are two or three hundred pounds um, goodness me gosh yeah i wasn't expecting you to say that but for named varieties, yes. Um, so yeah, they're definitely worth looking at. But they they are astonishing, and the the flowers on them are amazing. So um, definitely one to look out for. But you've got to be an enthusiast. You've got to know what you're doing with with those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to get that one wrong, do you? At two hundred pounds a throw. Well, they're they're pretty robust. They're just as easy to grow as any other peony. And just because they're more expensive doesn't mean to say they're any harder to grow. Mm. It just means that they are harder to acquire. If you like, uh, there's just yeah. few of them produced. I see, I see. And I, I do have some woody peonies in my garden. And yeah, the flowers are just stunning. Lovely yeah. flowers. Yeah. And they're not, they're, they're not all tall and spindly, six or seven feet tall. Um, and woody peonies do respond really well to a hard prune. But maybe we'll talk about that later. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's cover that. So that's two of the three. The third group are the intersectional peonies, uh, sometimes called the Ito peonies after... Uh, Japanese chap, Mr. Ito, who in the 1940s tried to hybridize tree peonies, woody peonies, with herbaceous peonies. And that had been a challenge for peony breeders. And there's not many of us in the world. There's probably only six, eight peony breeders in the world at the moment. Um, Is that all? It's a very, very small community. There's very little money in it. That's the problem. It, takes a long time right. uh, to, to breed new ones. But if I, if, I, if I just go back to Mr. Ito in Japan, mm. he very successfully managed to cross a tree peony with a herbaceous peony. And he got some viable seed, which is fantastic. Now, that's not easy in itself because peonies flower at different times. So making sure you retain the pollen, keep it safe, keep it dry, mm. don't let it deteriorate, and then fertilize uh, another flower um, is not an easy task in itself and the success rate is very very low just to get viable fertile seed but he managed to get the viable and fertile seed he sowed it he waited 18 months two years for it to germinate because peony seeds generally require a double vernalization so they need a couple of winters to get them going yeah yeah um, and then he had some seedlings which is fantastic but wow. of course as as tough and as hardy as established peony plants are, seedlings, like all seedlings, are pretty vulnerable. Uh, and so the, the drop-off rate is pretty high. He managed to keep some alive um, and got them into a viable position, whereby four or five years later, they've started to flower. Now, peonies don't generally flower reliably until they're at least five years old. And up until that point... They can change colour, they can change flower shape as well. So until your plant's five years old, you can't really tell what the flower's going to be like. So he waited five years um, and they flowered, which is wonderful. But here's the twist in the story. He managed to get the seedlings to germinate and then sadly died. Oh. So after this huge long process, he never managed to see them flower. So oh, he didn't know me. if his project had worked or not. And his wife... Um, like the partners of lots of us gardeners, wasn't <laughs> particularly keen on gardening and kind of resented the gardeners being Mr. Ito's mistress, if you like. Yeah, yeah. And we've all been there. Yeah, it sounds very familiar. Um, and um, she said, well, I want to get rid of these. What do I do? So she sent them to a chap in the US 
and that was in the 1950s by the time they'd flowered. Um, chap in the US got them. And the first uh, varieties were commercially registered in 1974. So you can see it took wow. yeah. uh, a few decades, really, for the plants to, to become commercially viable. And in 1974, intersectional peonies landed on the, on the on the world market. And it was a bit like buying the first cars from Henry Ford, because you could have any colour of intersectional peony that you wanted, provided it was yellow. Because <laughs> all four varieties that were registered were yellow. Um, they're fantastic plants, and we've actually got them in commercial production on the nursery today. Mm. They are wonderful plants. Um, and intersectional peonies have really rocked my world, um, I think, in terms of their characteristics, because you do kind of get the best of both worlds. Mm. So you have a nice, strong, woody, sturdy frame for your peonies. Masses of flowers, they're highly floriferous. So on some plants, you can get um, 60 or 70 blooms. I've got a lollipop at home with about 70 blooms on. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, it's, that's that's it's, a lot. That's... It's insane. And the great thing about it is because it's got the woody framework, it doesn't need any kind of plant support. Mm. So we talked a few moments ago about the excitement of spring and the buds coming through. Yeah, well, yeah. Now is the time to put the plant supports on, because if you leave it much longer, the plant will already be too tall to get the plant support on. So, yes, put the frames on now. Yeah. Um, but with an intersectional peony, of course, you don't need to worry. It will support its own weight. They generally only grow to about three foot tall. They have a nice, compact, sturdy habit. So they're actually quite nice in the garden. They can be quite dominant in a border because they can get, you know, two, three feet across mm -hmm. in diameter. But really reliable, solid plants. They have phenomenal autumn foliage um, in a way that most herbaceous peonies do not. So you'll get plenty of colour off this plant all the way through to the autumn. And perhaps the best thing about intersectional peonies is their flowering time. Um, so whilst you'll get all sorts of colours, you'll get double, single, semi-double flowers. So we've we've gone beyond the yellow with the. We've gone beyond the yellows now. We've got purples, we've got reds, we've got pinks, we've got bicolour. The lollipop I talked about is yellow with a purple flash. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got all the colours you can imagine, including white. Um, so you have this wonderful selection of, of flowers. Some of them are fragrant, of course. The best thing about intersectional peonies, they flower for twice as long as a tree peony. So with intersectional peonies, you will get four or five weeks. And that's because they have um, secondary flowering on the side shoots. So wow. for exhibition, often I'll take those off so I get bigger main blooms. Yeah, yeah. But in the garden, you'll leave them on. And as I said, my lollipop uh, last year had 70 odd blooms on it, which which is amazing. I need some intersectional peonies in my garden. Yeah, I mean, there's there's one small drawback, and it is a small drawback. I was I was waiting. I was afraid to ask. <laughs> Go it, on. Well, generally, the intersectional peonies are a little bit more expensive at the moment than herbaceous peonies. Okay. Um, and that's again to do with the length of time it takes to breed them, and the availability. Mm. Um, so some intersectional peonies I have on the nursery, around about seven or eight hundred pounds. Cool. Um, on on the international market, uh, you can pay. 20, 30, 40,000 pounds for a, a new intersectional peony. Gosh. Um, but you will find them in garden centres around about the 15 to 25 pound mark. Um, you can get them now, but um, for the most part, our, our intersectional peonies, in fact, all of our peonies are at least five to seven years old. So ours are a little bit more expensive, but they, they, they're all at the right maturity. So those ones that we might find at a garden centre for 15, 20 pounds, they might be slightly immature and not obviously at a point for the floriferous flowering we talked about earlier. That's a sentence and a half. Yes, that's right. So I think garden centres are generally trying to provide the plants at a price point. And so they're going for slightly younger plants, maybe not quite so mature. Yeah. But if you get a well-established plant, um, you will find that it's a lot more robust and doesn't suffer from, from as many problems. And um, so, yeah, the, the intersectional peonies whilst they are a little bit more costly, are definitely value for money. Definitely. Uh, they make a real statement in the garden. And as I alluded to earlier, peonies will live for decades. Um, I would say 60 to 70 years is, is kind of the average. Mm. Um, some of them will live um, beyond 100. And they're pretty easy to grow. 
Um, and in some ways, uh, not that we like to say it too loudly, but they kind of thrive a little bit on neglect. Oh, we won't say that too loudly, no. So if you're a really diligent gardener um, and you mulch your borders and you're out there every day, your peony probably is going to sulk and probably not going to thank you too much for it. If you're the kind of gardener like me, who <laughs> tends to wander in the garden every now and then with a glass of wine uh, and stumble over a few bits and only do it when you absolutely have to, you'll find <laughs> the peonies generally will be much happier and will be um, better off in the long run. I think there's a few people out there already looking to go to your website to have a look for some <laughs> intersectional, myself included, myself included, I have to say. Um, we can obviously buy peonies from your website, but what is the best way to buy peonies? I, I know we can buy them bare root, and I wondered pros and cons of bare root versus the potted, and like similar to the roses experience here or, or not? Roses. Uh, sorry, yeah. My gosh. arch nemesis. Um, they are thorny and they do get black spot, don't they? Yeah, um, they do. <laughs> peonies don't get black spot, and neither are they thorny. Um, I've touched on a nerve here, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there are, you can buy peonies bare root. Um, I think you have to be a bit more careful if you buy bare root peonies. Most peonies um, that you buy bare root will have been lifted in September uh, time. Mm -hmm. The time to buy them is October. Mm. If you see them for sale at this time of year, do not buy them. Um, they will have been kept in cold storage and they do deteriorate. So right. autumn is the time to buy bare roots and you need to plant them pretty quickly. Um, make sure your bare root doesn't have any white bloom or fungus on it. Make sure it's at least got five um, eyes or buds on them and plant them as quickly as you can. Right. So the the five buds you're looking for buds on their eyes as you've you've called them that's important and of course the the stock that you send out will be good quality stock and we, we don't sell bare root oh you don't sell bare root okay we don't right. sell bare root. right but if you're looking then for bare root that's what you'd be looking for yeah nice big fat chunky uh roots they're tuberous um so you need some big fat roots on it three or four fingers if you like um i would say between three and five eyes or buds and look generally looking healthy and clean and free from any fungal bloom or what have you because they do suffer once they're lifted um they do suffer and to get them at a cheap price in the uk you know the quality isn't always there so um you do get what you pay for with peonies and it's all about the maturity of this root as i keep saying five yeah. years plus is where you want to be um the alternative is to buy your peonies that are containerized yeah Okay. And what should we be looking for with those? With containerized peonies, it's really very straightforward. And you're looking really just to buy them from us. <laughs> yeah. That's the answer. It... Um, if you buy a well-established plant, uh, you will find that it will cost a little bit more. But ours are all field grown for three years to five years. Um, we then containerize them for a year. Um, so you can be sure that the plant is well-established and mature. And that's really important because at that point, you know that the plant is at flowering maturity. Mm -hmm. You know that it's settled. And once a plant is at that sort of age, it won't get troubled by any kinds of pest or disease. Um, and, it, and, and it will just get on with it. It'll have enough food storage in its root system to get it going through its first season. And um, you won't have to do too much in the garden in terms of feeding it. And feeding peonies is something that is always controversial. Um, Let's touch on that now then, um, feeding of peonies, because um, you've talked about this root system, these big fat sort of roots. Uh, is it like a dahlia that a lot of the reserves for the plant are within that root? Do we, so do we need to feed? I wouldn't say a lot of it, I'd say all of it. And the way peonies produce their buds um, is very interesting. And as you would expect from such a long-lived plant, uh, it takes time. Mm. So. The shoots that you see in your garden now, just coming through the ground, those really exciting, juicy, fat, bright pink uh, buds. Peonies tend to form their buds July, August time under the ground. That means in July, August time, when the plant is looking fairly dead above ground, it's actually doing all the work for the following year, which is why it's so important not to cut your plant back when it's finished flowering and to let the greenery carry on because it's feeding those roots. So it's similar to like your daffodil foliage. Absolutely. You let that really sort of like, don't cut it back, let all the sugars and the nutrients go back down into the root system. 
Absolutely. And, and in fact, the peonies are very good at, uh, at telling you when they want to be cut back because they will die down to the ground completely. That's when you cut them back to the ground, right. not before, um, because the plant is still growing. It's also important in the summer, in that July, August period time, to make sure your plant doesn't dry out completely. A little bit of moisture will help. Now, they are pretty drought tolerant plants, but if you want lots of nice fat buds for the following year, you do need to make sure the plant doesn't dry out completely in the summer. Right. We have a granular feed, which we call our summer, summer rejuvenator. And you can apply that um, in July, August time. And that will help the plant whilst it's producing the buds for the following year. So whatever you see this year, there's no point feeding it with a liquid feed or whatever. That's not going to help. It's In fact, it's probably going to just distress the plant further. Right. So the time to feed is um, in the autumn or in the very early spring with a granular slow release feed, something well balanced. Grow more, I always find is very good. We have our own uh, specialist peony fertilizer that you can buy on the website. We've got a spring one and, a, and an autumn one. You only need to use one. You don't need to use both. And if you've got reasonably good soil, you probably don't need to feed at all. So a little bit of clay does the world of good for peonies. It's got a bit of strength to it. Mm. If you've got very light sandy soil or chalky soil, yeah. then perhaps a feed once in the spring, once in the autumn might be necessary. Again, at the point of planting, again, if you've got light soil, a slightly bigger hole, maybe six to nine inches of uh, organic matter at the bottom, just to act as a sponge, um, that will help as well. Beyond that, um, you can mulch peonies. You can do that if you wish. Um, I find it problematic and I don't recommend it um, for two reasons. One is planting depth. Is key with peonies and we'll talk about top tips yeah i was going moment. to ask about the planting planting yeah. depth is critical for herbaceous and intersectional peonies and if you mulch you can bury the plants stop it flowering but i also find with horse manure and mulch and things like that very often you do need to keep it away from the base of the plant so you need to create a dish mm. because it will cause uh fungal and other problems with the with the plant and they don't need it they just don't need it so right yeah um, i would avoid it um they are a low maintenance plant um buy the right quality plant plant it correctly um and leave it alone really okay let's pick up on the planting correctly because a lot of my listeners have asked me there's a lot said about planting peonies you can't move them you have to get them at the right level so let's talk about all of that and clear that one up for everybody well first of all you can move them that's utter nonsense otherwise i wouldn't have a business would i yeah um the key to all of this though is making sure you do it in the proper way so i have four top tips for successful peonies okay pen ready the first one is to buy a plant from us um because you need a well-established plant in the garden. Yeah. So if you're buying something, if you're given a plant from a neighbor and you've got a seedling, then you are going to struggle for a bit because it takes a while for the plant to become established. And whilst it's young, um, it will suffer from pests and disease um, and possibly get eaten by the rabbits or what have you. Okay. Um, a well-established plant generally won't get eaten by rabbits, generally won't get eaten by deer. Uh, aphids and the rest of it are not a problem. So you shouldn't have too many issues there. The second thing is to make sure you plant the peony somewhere sunny. Um, they will take part shade. Some varieties are better in the shade than others. Uh, and you can have a look on the website and we've identified some of the ones that tend to work quite well in the shade. Okay. I always think Claire de Lune uh, or, or White Wings are particularly good in the shade and they carry a fragrance too, which tends mm. to linger if there's a little bit of shade around. Um, but full sun really is what you're looking for. With peonies um, they'll yep. take as much sun as you can throw at them the third thing is to make sure that you plant your peony in the right kind of soil and that's a really easy one because any soil will do for peonies they're really not fussy at all the only thing to think about really is is it free draining because if you don't have free draining soil it's not going to work peonies will not thank you for having wet feet so okay. if you have particularly heavy soil Maybe think about a raised bed. Maybe think about adding plenty of drainage. But these bright pink buds that we can see emerging from the soil right now are very delicate in the winter. They will just sit there dormant uh, under the ground. And if the ground is wet, 
they'll simply rot off. Yeah, yeah. But you need to have really good drainage. Now, you talked earlier about drainage, but putting some well-rotted garden compost, is grit going to be too heavy for them or is it? They're really not that fast. If you want to put grit in, you can, um, as long as they've got free draining soil. And you'd be surprised at how successful peonies will be in pretty poor, stony soil. Um, they are very robust uh, plants indeed. And the fourth top tip with peonies is the one that everybody talks about, which is the planting depth. And this is probably the most important thing. Mm. So there are two things to note. So herbaceous and intersectional peonies and woody peonies that have their own rootstock should be planted no more than two to three inches below the surface. That's really important. If they're too deep, they simply won't flower. They may flower the first year if you've bought the plant from us mm -hmm. because they will yeah, have yeah. created the buds the previous year. Already, yeah. Um, but if they're too deep, they simply won't flower. And that's why they have to be super, super shallow. If you've got a woody peony that's been grafted, and this is mostly the Sofriticosa varieties that you'll get from the garden centre, you'll find that they, they'll have a little graft union two or three inches above the pot. So that's obvious for someone who's new to growing peonies to see that little graft. It's like a little bit of a, a change in the stem appearance almost, isn't it? be a, a thickening around the, the base. There'll be a, a knob sometimes, you know, uh, and you can see where they've, yeah. they've been sort of grafted together. Now that graft yeah. union, I would say, needs to be four to six inches below the surface. And that means that the graft union will create its own rootstock and you'll get a stronger plant. And what can happen if you plant them above the ground is that the union sometimes can shear away with the weight of the plant. You may also find if a grafted peony is too shallow and the union is above the soil, the rootstock, which are usually herbaceous rootstock, will start throwing up its own buds. Those suckers, a bit like a rose, will kill the plant. And you'll find within a season or two, your tree peony will be dead. So plant the graft union four to six inches below the surface and you should avoid all of those problems. Okay. And does it kill the plant because the the rootstock is stronger? Is it yes. does it actually kill the whole yes. plant or yeah. Yeah. yeah, because the root Goodness the me. rootstock takes all the food uh, and just doesn't yeah. pass it up to the to the grafted union and it doesn't go beyond that point. So will the root stock grow away and you'll have like a different peony because you'll have the peony that it was rooted onto? Yes, you'll have the herbaceous yeah. peony, yeah. And that's not what you want anyway because you've bought the grafted one. Not if you paid a pretty penny for your grafted <laughs> yes. peony in the garden centre, no. So um, it's well worth keeping an eye out for that with, with peonies. But the planting depth is really important. And again, there's lots of advice and information in the book uh, and on our website. So you can you can see exactly what's what there. Okay. Um, containers, how well do they adapt to being containers or don't they? Uh, I don't have a problem with containers, um, rather controversially. Um, peonies, of course, are long-lived. As I say, they'll live for decades and decades. So if you can put them in the garden, they're definitely going to be easier to manage. You can plant them and walk away and they'll look after themselves effectively. If you have them containerized, you are going to have to look after them. And for most people, that's a significant challenge. It's a challenge for us on the nursery. Mm. Um, but if you've got a containerized plant, the container needs to be big. Bearing in mind, peonies can get to three feet in diameter. So your pot needs to be bigger than three feet in diameter. They need to be deep enough. Um, if you've you got, mean the, the, in terms of the container? The container needs to be not deep Not the planting, enough. yeah. Yeah, because uh, there needs to be sufficient soil in there. Remember that if you've got a container on a patio, very often the container itself will absorb the sun's heat yeah. and that can cook the roots from the inside. So the bigger the pot, the less likely that is to happen. You're going to have to water it regularly. And that means you're really going to have to check the soil so that you don't end up overwatering it or underwatering mm. it. And in a pot, you're going to have to make sure you've got good drainage too. Um, feeding's an issue. So you're probably going to have to feed at least once a year um, if not twice a year in a pot. And you may have to give a liquid feed mid-season just to perk it up. It's not going to help it to flower, uh, but a very weak liquid feed um, may be necessary just to give it the extra nutrients that it's missing yeah. um, uh, from the pot. So 
container grown is not a problem. There are some varieties that do very well in containers and don't get too big at all. And again, have a look at our website. I've identified a few there that I think work particularly well. Um, but if you can, put them in the ground. Yeah. They're a lot easier. Yeah. I, I That was a message I was sort of getting from that. And with anything grown in a container, the plants are more reliant on our intervention to keep them watered, fed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we've we've touched on pests and diseases, but you seem to be indicating that that's only or potentially only a problem when they're younger plants. Yes, that's right. I think we've got three types of deer on the field, courtesy of the Duke of Bedford. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've got rabbits, foxes, badgers and a whole plethora of wildlife. The peonies don't tend to suffer from any of them. Uh, Well-established plants don't don't tend to suffer. Aphids aren't an issue. Um yeah, there's just other things for them to eat. So they've, they've got a natural toxin in. So they're they're pretty robust. The only the only issue you really have with peonies um, is with peony wilt. Okay. Um, there are half a dozen um, fungal infections that they can get. Sometimes there's a virus um, that they can get. It's very unusual, very rare. Um, I don't see it very often at all. But the biggest thing is probably peony wilt that people will have seen. And this is where you get a... A thickening around the base of the plant, um, the stem will go black, uh, the top of the plant might go brown, the flower might um, abort um, and just wilt over. And it's not generally detrimental in a well-established plant. Mm. In a young plant, it can kill it, of course. Mm. But in a well-established plant, if you spot it fairly quickly and you're swift, you cut it out and burn it, then disinfect your secateurs. Um, and that's important because... If your yeah. infected material touches any other part of the peony, that part will become infected as well. Okay. So cutting it out quickly is important. You probably lose the flowers for that year, but the plant will regenerate and, and do its thing the following year. It won't have any lasting harm. Um, so it's not a problem. It's quite common in the UK, particularly around July time. It tends to come across, and this is when we've got you know humid weather um, and it starts to rain again, as it always does in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are a few things you can do to try and prevent peony wilt. The first thing is to make sure you cut back the plant and clear it all away in the in the autumn winter. Yeah, yeah. So making sure you've got good hygiene that's that's the first step. The second thing I would say is make sure your peony has got plenty of space around it. They do like a bit of space. They don't like to be too congested in the border. So make sure there's no plants crowding in. Make sure there's no bushes hanging over because again with a plant that's going to be in the garden for decades, mm. you know, when you plant it, there's no shade. But 15 yeah. years down the line, the small sapling that you put, you planted is mm. now a tree uh, and now creating shade. And again, that level of shade will stop your peony from flowering. It's one of the key things that will slow yeah. peonies down. So if they get too much shade, they will stop flowering eventually. Um, so lots of space is important. And maybe planting it away from a fence so that there's a bit of good airflow around it. And you'll find that that will reduce the likelihood of of infection um, but if it does happen don't panic just cut it out and burn it and, and the plant will be fine the following year okay and the peony wilt that we're talking about is that across all three varieties all the three types of peonies we've looked at yes although i find the intersectional peonies are less susceptible to it but that's probably because they've got a more open woody frame yeah and as a result, generally will take a more exposed position in the garden. So normally you'd plant your peony somewhere quite sheltered because you don't want the flower to get battered, mm. um, which I think is pointless anyway, because every time they flower, it rains in this country and it shatters them anyway. Um, but with the intersectionals, if they do have a bit more uh, framework, you, they get better airflow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, again, we mentioned earlier pruning, we touched on pruning. Tell us about pruning. What do we need to know for the three different types of peonies? When do they get pruned? We've talked about herbaceous ones waiting to the very end of the season when that foliage has gone brown and then cutting away then. Mm. It will have fallen, it will have fallen to the ground. Yeah. What about woody and intersectional? Intersectional, exactly the same as the herbaceous. They'll probably hold their foliage for a few weeks more, usually into the middle end of October. So wait until the foliage has completely died off. And then, although they may look woody, cut them back to the ground. Right. Same as a herbaceous, treat them exactly the same. Uh, with the tree peonies, you can prune them in the autumn. Um, that's the traditional time to do it. Depending on the type of um, woody peony you have, you might have one 
with one or two stems, it's quite tall, in which case I would take it down by a third um, or even half. They will tolerate a very hard prune. And in the nursery, I keep all of the woody peonies at around about nine to 12 inches. Oh, okay. Uh, doesn't do them any harm and you get plenty of good flowers off them. Um, but in the garden, get it down to the size that you want. Um, don't be afraid. As I say, if you've got a really old plant and it's 10 foot tall, take it down in thirds over a couple of seasons. Um, but otherwise, um, I would take it down by a third or half and you'll find that it will do really, really well. Don't be afraid. If you've got a woody peony that's got multi stems mm. coming out of the base, well, then you can treat it a little bit like a hydrangea and you can take out every third stem, mm. take out the oldest, woodiest stems. Yeah, yeah. And over a couple of seasons, really thin it out. And again, it will really thank you for that. And you'll get a much stronger, healthier plant. It'll have better airflow um, and you'll get better flowers. So these woody ones, they're flowering on wood that's made this year. Yes. And when it comes to cutting them down, are there any rules? Do we need to cut above a bud or can you be just quite cavalier and just cut them down by a half or third? Yeah, I mean, I, I grow I grow peonies commercially. I haven't got time to faff around looking yeah. for buds. I just hack at them and chop them back. Um, and it makes absolutely no difference. And rather interestingly, they, they did. A, I think the RHS did a um, trial a few years ago with roses. Yes, they did. Yeah. Chainsawed across them all. Yeah. And then they carefully pruned them and they found it made absolutely no difference. Yeah. Um, so I do think as gardeners, sometimes we like to make our lives more complicated than they need uh, to be. Yeah, I was going to say, like like earlier, let's not say it too loudly because, it, <laughs> you know, how many, how often do we see Monty on Garden as well getting the chainsaw out? I think he has once actually. I think he also <laughs> did the same experiment, but sh let's, let's keep quiet about that. Um, no. So, I mean, obviously, if you can, cutting above a bud is good. If you are going to cut above a bud, angle it so that the water doesn't run into the bud and therefore rot the bud. Kind of makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. Um, so that's pruning in the autumn. I generally prefer to prune in the spring. Okay. Which is um, perhaps a little controversial. By pruning in the spring, of course, you jettison any chance of any flowers that year. But what you do get is a much stronger, healthier, happier plant. So you can get some dieback on woody peonies if you prune in the autumn. That's quite common and nothing to be worried about. You just cut out the dieback in the spring when once the new growth is there. Mm. But if you cut back in the spring, you don't tend to get the dieback. You get a much better shape on the plant. You won't get the flowers that year. You'll have to wait another year. Um, but actually, I find it works um, better in the long run. Right. I'm sorry, I'm confused now because do they flower on wood made this year? No. They they should flower on the new material, on the new growth from the spring. So if you prune in the autumn, yeah, you will get flowers the following year. Yeah. If you prune in the spring, of course, you've taken off whatever new growth is there as well. Right, so I, I see. You've, you've terminated them before they flower because most woody peonies in the UK will flower late April, early May. Yeah, yeah. And they're quite early to flower. Um, I guess you could prune it after it's flowered if you wanted to, depending on the weather, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're continuing to grow, so it doesn't make a big difference. But um, I generally okay. do it when there's still a bit of wood around right before they're too soft. Yeah. Okay, that's pruning. Um, lifting, moving, division, propagation. Um, let's try and cover some of those topics. We, we've talked about can you lift peonies? Um, I know you can because I've done it in my own garden, but any tips around how we do that when we do it? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I would suggest um, lifting and moving in late autumn, early November. This is when the plant is completely dormant. And it may be... Um, looking dead above the ground sometime in August. The plant is growing still, as I say. And around uh, August, September, it will be creating very small white hairy roots. These are the feeder roots. And we need them to be in place because then when you get to the end of October, early November, the plant will be truly dormant and the, the root will just sit there waiting for the ground to warm up and the signal from spring that it needs to kick into life. Now, when you move your peonies in November, you need to give plenty of space because you don't want to, A, trample on the buds that are just mm. there, um, and B, you don't want to damage these very white, delicate, hairy roots because the plant will need them. They are the wake-up call. They're the alarm clock for the spring. So dig a big hole, 
take up a big chunk of peony and plant it straight away. I mean, I'm always surprised at how many people lift peonies and then wait to plant them three months, four months, and wonder why they yeah. struggled. So do it straight away uh, and following the, the the tips that we talked about earlier. You shouldn't have any any problems at all. Wonderful. That's great to hear. That's really nice take. Because so many people say, oh, no, you can't move them, but, but you but you can. You can. And if you've got one that's well established, it's three feet in diameter or whatever, you can take a spade to it and chop it in half. Um, you can uh, be very delicate if you want and dig the root, root up, clean it up, and then get a knife and cut the root into sections so that each section has got some fatty, tuberous roots, uh, but also has three to five eyes. And you can then make lots of plants out of it um, and then set your own peony nursery up. <laughs> now, the, all of the information we have talked about today comes from your new book, which we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast, A Love Affair with Peonies. Now then, how did the book come about? Who is it for? I mean, it's got loads. I've been very lucky. I've been sent a copy. Thank you very much. It's got loads of information in, some beautiful pictures. Um, it's inspiration. I've I've learned loads and I'm a fairly experienced gardener. So how did the book come about? Thank you. It's, it's lovely to hear that you found it inspiring because that's one of the key things I, I wanted to achieve with it. It's been really on the go now for about four or five years. It took us several years to gather all the photographs together. We spent a long time traveling around the UK, visiting different stately homes um, and gardens to take photographs of peonies in context in a landscape setting, mm. because I think it's important to be able to see what peonies look like en masse. Some people will have one or two peonies in the garden and really... I think they're missing a trick there. Mm. Um, peonies, an individual plant may flower for a couple of weeks. If you've got an intersection, it might be four weeks. Generally, they flower in May. But in this country, you can have peonies flowering from April through till the end of June, early July. Different cultivars flower at different times of the year. And if you go to the website, you can see I've identified early, mid and late flowering varieties. So you can have peonies in the garden. And to see peonies en masse is quite breathtaking mm -hmm. so we wanted to travel around and see them so that took a number of years it's a bit like waiting for an expectant mother because we'd get the call and say well they're in flower <laughs> so then we have to drive up to yorkshire photograph them and then you'd get a phone call from gloucestershire saying ours are in flowers and you drive <laughs> over there and photograph those um so it took a few years to get the photographs together and it's worth saying the photographs in the book i think are stunning they are they are just if if you're not even into peonies just looking at the photography they're just incredible they are and there's lots of close-ups as well of, yeah of peony blooms um so i really wanted the photographs to be something so that took a long time um to put together and and the book is really aimed at both gardeners and non-gardeners i don't think it's a straight gardening book in the sense of how to grow peonies of course all the information on how to grow them is there mm. but it's really a celebration of my passion for peonies there's a little bit about how i got into it there's a little bit about the nursery there's a little bit about where peonies come from and their you know hundred thousand year history it's why they are so tough and their survival mechanisms and where they come from in the world i've talked a little bit about some of the key characteristics that i think make peonies uh head and shoulders stand head and shoulders above any other plant in the garden the different colors the five different uh flower shapes that you get the five different fragrances you get the fact that you can use them as a cut flower so there's chapters and all these different things and you can dip into each chapter they're all standalone chapters if you like mm. and learn something different um there's a whole chapter on what it's like to exhibit and win a gold medal at chelsea there's a chapter on peonies and art and culture over the centuries so there's lots of interesting stuff in there i think even if you're not a gardener as you say the photography is great and there's lots of interesting things to read if you are a gardener of course um you'll start at the beginning and finish at the end well hopefully today because we've not touched on fragrance and there was so much in the book that i could have picked up but of course within an hour there's only so much we can do so we've given you a bit of a we've wet your appetite today hopefully today with this wonderful book um it's published by bird eye books on the 28th of april i believe that's the official launch date but actually if you go to our website www.primrosehallpeonies.co.uk you can buy it now and get a signed copy and I think there's still a discount code until the end of this month. So um, that is available now. It will also be in all major bookshops and 
online. Wonderful. And as you've referenced as well, your website, you can actually buy the book, but you can also, there's a mail order on your website as well. Lots of information within the blog. Um, you've talked about exhibiting just very quickly there, picking up on that. Are you at the flower shows this year? Can we see you at any of the flower shows in 2023? Yes, we've got a whole host of flower shows booked in for this year. The full list, um, and it's changing all the time, is on our website. So have a look there if you want to come and see us. Um, we will be putting on exhibits around the country and uh, getting out to meet everybody. I think I'm going out and doing some book signings as well. So I'll be traveling around talking to people about peonies uh, and how, how to grow them and how inspiring they are. Alec, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule. Lovely to chat to you. I will be coming to see you at Chelsea Flower Show and some of the other shows this year. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, how much have you written down? As I said to Alec, as an experienced gardener myself, I've learned loads from chatting to him, and you'll learn even more if you get hold of a copy of his wonderful new book, My Love Affair with Peonies, published by Bird Eye Books on the 28th of April. Or, if you can't wait that long, and why would you, you can get signed copies from the Primrose Hall Peonies website, which, as Alex said, is www.primrosehallpeonies.co.uk. So, what are you waiting for? And I know I have a heightened interest in looking at intersectional peonies. Um, if only I can find a spot in my garden, so that's going to be blue and difficult, but I'm really interested. Well, thank you, as always, for listening. Hello to you if you're new to the Mike the Gardener Gardening podcast. Thank you for coming along and having a listen. And as always, please don't forget to follow and subscribe as there really is still loads more to come on the podcast. And if you're able to leave a review, it really does help others find us and gives them an idea of what we get up to on here. So I'm heading out to see how my own peonies are doing and I will see you all here next week as usual. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.